welcome to The Upshot, a podcast for dads who try. For dads who are thinking about their legacy and don't want to miss out on all that fatherhood has to offer. I'm Kyle. I'll be joined by my good friend Shane, and we're excited to jump into today's conversation. So uh, welcome, Kyle, to another Upshot podcast episode. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. And uh, today, I think we're, since it's summertime, and we know that we've got a lot of dads that are listening that are trying to think about what is this summer going to look like. So we're going to talk about summers and vacations, right? Yeah. And you just got back from a vacation. We did. Yeah. And you know, when I think about you and your wife and your family going on vacation, cause you've got two small children. Yes. And what are their ages? Two and four. So when I think of vacation with two and four, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it doesn't sound like the most exciting or fun vacation, but I want to know how was this vacation? Well, <coughs> Some people say, like, you can't take a vacation with yeah, exactly. toddlers. Yeah. Like, it's a trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's a family trip, not a vacation. Yeah. Um, but we had a, no, we had a great time. This is a trip that we've done. Uh, I, I say we, like, my mom's been going on this trip since she was four years yeah. old. And so it's more of like, when I describe this trip, we go to Colorado with my parents mm. and my siblings, and now their families and their kids. And so... Uh, it's like part family reunion, part for my parents, it's vacation. Yeah. You know, two weeks off in the mountains. Um, if you ask Jess, my wife, it's, <laughs> she'd probably not say it's vacation, <laughs> you know, a week with her in-laws is, yeah. you know, can be, can be tough. But, um, the, actually what's, what's interesting is that now that we have kids mm-hmm. and they have cousins there, it is becoming a lot more fun and enjoyable, um, it's wild. It can get a little crazy, but, um, you know, it, it is a lot of fun to see like all these kids in a little house in a big house. Um, just goofing off, catching up on time. They don't get to see each other very often. And so, yeah, we had a great time. When you say it's, it can be wild and crazy. Give me an idea of what that looks like in the Watson family. I don't know if this surprises you, Mm -hmm. but like just loud, Wild crazy to me, uh, yeah. you know, Kyle is, uh, just screaming wild, the, the laughing, crying, screaming, yeah. tattling that to me is wild and yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. The pillow fights and the, yeah. you know, there's nothing too actually wild and crazy. It's just like so outside of my normal that yeah. it yeah. feels very wild and crazy. Sounds yeah. like some of my family vacations. Uh, it might just be your house <laughs> like yeah, all the time. Kind of, kind of. It's funny. We, you know, we take trips to Canada because I'm from Canada and every yep. once in a while yep. um, we try to go back. And when we go back, we have family reunions because the, the Texas family is coming back to Canada and yep. everybody else lives in Canada. Um, and my family, what we love to do is we love to laugh together. Mm-hmm. I think Elaine has told me one of her first memories of, 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 Shane's family is watching my uncle body slam my grandfather and we were playing uh, a game and um, hopefully this won't get edited out from the podcast I don't know how how good it is but um, <coughs> my grandmother would go into her closet and get a garbage bag full of her old clothes including like questionable lingerie that seven-year-old women would wear <laughs> dresses from the 60s and and it would be in this big garbage bag and we'd play like musical clothes and what you would have to do is we would pass this bag around as a family uncles aunts grandparents cousins kids kids, everybody and when the music stopped you had to reach in the bag pull out one of grandmother's (laughs) 
questionable apparel. And she's there in she's, the room. She's playing this game with oh, yeah. us, and you would have to put it on. And so at the end of the game, we're all wearing questionable apparel from grandmother. And this is one of Elena's first experiences with my family. And then the other game, and this is where it gets a little uh, probably sensitive, grandma came up with this game called scalping. And we would, she, we would all have to put Band-Aids on our foreheads. And the job was to collect as many scalps as you possibly could. And so this is where she saw my uncle body slam my grandfather because he was trying to get his dad's Band-Aid. Band-Aid off his forehead. Oh and gosh. so we would be like, there, like, we're running around the house, breaking things, screaming, chaos, laughter, and, and just having just fun. Just no rules. No Grab rules. Grab the Band-Aid. I mean, the rule was, we're going to laugh together. Yeah. And we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. And that was, that was what my family wanted. That's what we prioritized on our yeah. family reunions. We yeah. had one. I'll, can I tell one more story? Sure. Did I tell you about my grandfather on, on, the, on the scooter? So my you have told me this but have I done it on the podcast no not on the podcast is this okay to share absolutely okay so <laughs> my grandfather I think he's had five heart attacks at this point like he's 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 a moment away from death um, he's super fragile he can't walk a whole lot so he's on a scooter and so my <clears throat> we had this game where as families we were given um, an activity box and we didn't know what was in the box so all of my uncles and aunts and their, their immediate families worked together as teams. We'd open these boxes and we had to put something together. And it turned out to be like these massive water balloon slingshots that we had to build. And then once we had them build, what you had to do is you had to try to hit grandfather <laughs> with a water balloon who's across the field on his scooter <laughs> going back and forth. And all he's w got was to he antagonizing all of Oh, 100%. Yeah. So he so this is this was what they thought was a good idea. Hey, we don't want grandfather to die. So, we're going to give him an umbrella cuz <laughs> that's going to stop high velocity water balloons that are flying through the air. And these things were traveling at tremendous speeds. Like they felt like bricks if they were to hit you. Yeah, I'm sure. So there's grandfather on his scooter spinning his umbrella and he's blowing kisses at us cuz we couldn't hit him. And we are trying to hit him knowing that his death is imminent if we do. And, and so this is what my, my family does for fun. And on vacations, it's again, the goal is just to laugh and have a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. No, we are, are on our trip. It's, uh, I think it's so rich. This specific trip is so rich with like tradition mm. that it is, um, you know, I think that it's changing every year that we do this. Like yeah. with, with new children. So when I was a kid going on this trip, it was uh, lots of boys, but my grandfather was heavily involved and it was like very structured. It was more like a structured mm -hmm. fishing trip. Yeah, The guys go out fishing every day. That was our their idea of fun. Mm -hmm. We're going to go do this thing, be outside, you know, fish, hike, fish, do whatever, come back, eat. They Adults play games at night kids are like banished to the room to like go to war with each other slash yeah. watch a movie, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you rinse and repeat. And so now that, uh, you know, all these, all these young boys have grown up and gotten married and had their own kids. And there's a lot more ladies in the house. That's like, it's no longer just a fishing trip. So mm -hmm. it's, it's evolving and it's changing, you know, every year. And so, um, how to incorporate all these new little kids who sure. don't really care as much about fishing and want to go play other stuff like play kickball or soccer or play games or build forts or whatever it is. So, um, we're having a lot of fun, like mm. re 
establishing like or rewriting some of the traditions that sure. you know that were fun for me growing up but not as fun for my wife now right? yeah so she doesn't want to sit at home while i'm out all day fishing yeah. by myself but you so you've done this since you were a child these trips to colorado oh yeah so yeah, my whole you, life if you think back as a child what are the the memories that really stand out to you about those trips or what are some moments that that are milestones or that yeah. you can't forget because they're just so powerful and memorable and they don't have to be big things no um the highlights as a kid, uh, I remember playing like, uh, so part of this, we would also go with a bunch of other families, yeah. like as when we were young. So my cousins necessarily wouldn't be there, but we'd have other families with kids my age. And it kind of felt like de facto cousins, kind of a big yeah. family. And um, we would play like these giant wiffle ball games like all night. And uh, in this, at this little cabin resort we were at. And, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know how old I was, but like, that was like the highlight of the summer was like mm. these little wiffle ball baseball games and there's nothing special to it, but it, yeah. it just felt so fun because you're playing with kids of all ages and, uh, yeah, we were really into baseball at the time. And so like, that was, that was a blast. And, mm. um, you know, other things are like, there's a little ice cream shop and oh, like an old fashioned, uh, drugstore with the ice cream yeah bar at the back and like we would always walk ride our bikes go to town every day it seemed like every day and mm. go buy an ice cream cone and like you know sit out and, and eat ice cream at the park like that was just those are the types of little memories that i remember as a kid mm. always you know that was what that's what we did what i what yeah. i love about what you just shared is like these you can tell today just listening to you talk about these experiences like there's there's a joy that is kind of oozing from you as you think back about these memories mm -hmm. and those specific memories did not require a lot of money i think no. you know we as we as dads can get caught in this world of thinking about vacations and creating experiences for our kids and we have and we sometimes like default to disney mm -hmm. world or cruises or expensive trips or we we stress out that can we afford to do something great for our kids that they'll mm -hmm. remember and have fond experiences of and you just talked about wiffle ball and, yeah. and buying some ice cream yeah and those are the things that were profound to you that stood out to you that, that yep. are fond of memories. And, um, to prepare a little bit for this podcast, I asked my kids like, Hey, what are some of the best memories you have, uh, from summers and some of the vacations that we've been on? And, uh, Caleb, my, my 19 year old, we were driving home from work yesterday and he said when we had ice cream for dinner hmm. and that was a, a, a road trip that Elena took the kids on to go to Canada and they picked me up in Seattle cause I flew. Hmm. Um, cause I couldn't take a few more days to make the drive. And, and the thing that stood, they went to the redwoods, they, they wow. saw the beach, they had all these, they saw the grand Canyon, but the thing that stood out to Caleb the most, and he, he had so much joy when he was talking about is like when we had ice cream for dinner and that was what stood out to him. <laughs> and then what stood out to some of my other kids, uh, they talked about going hiking at Inks Lake and here's what was, what was crazy about um, that, I mean, hiking sometimes can be fun. Hiking sometimes can be miserable. Um, but for some reason, we went on this, this hike at Inks Lake that there was nobody else out there. And it was, mm. it was gorgeous. The flowers were all blooming. And at the very end of the hike, we got caught in a thunderstorm. Mm. 
and so I mean it was it was just pouring rain and it was the 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 unknown adventure that we got to experience together how we had to kind of find shelter we were soaking wet and and it didn't go the way we had planned, but we did this thing together. And at yeah. the end, we took a picture that we now reflect on and the dog soaking wet, we're muddy, we're, mm. we're just a mess. And there are moments where I'm like, this thunderstorm's pretty crazy. Like, are we gonna a be okay? Hairy. Yeah. yeah, and we could have like stressed out, things could have gone poorly as far as like, we gotta get out of here right now. But yet we were present and we were in the moment mm. and we enjoyed this adventure with these kids. And, and as I reflect back on that simple camping trip to Inks Lake, it almost didn't happen. We, we, we have a big van that fits a whole lot of people and we cram it full of stuff. And um, the transmission blew when we got to burn it on our way to this camping trip. And so we're sitting in the H-E-B parking lot. All I'm thinking about as a dad is how, how much, much is it going to cost me? me? Mm-hmm. And this trip is over because I've got a van full of stuff and it's just a camping trip. We're not going to make this happen. It's, it's off to a bad start. And so my wife and I, in the H-E-B parking lot, our kids are getting impatient, annoyed. What are we going to do? <clears throat> My wife and I decided, hey, let's call our friends and um, your, your, mom, your mom. And what happened was they ended up bringing us two vehicles. We had a Honda Pilot and a, and a, and a truck. And uh, I think it was a truck. It might have been a minivan. My memory's terrible. But we had to take two vehicles to replace the one big vehicle. Uh-huh. And we, we managed to, like pack everything in those two vehicles. We had a wrecker come get the van and I kind of like told myself, I'm not going to think about the van for the next three days. I'm going to be present. And we went to Inks Lake. So, uh, well, I've never been to Inks Lake, but would love to hear more. But, uh, you know, this last trip that we took is fresh. And one of the problems that I had on the trip was like distractions. Like how do I, how do I be present in this in this moment or series of moments with my family while also thinking about work, friends, stuff like this, you know, other commitments that I've got. Right. And so like, yeah, how, how did you make a commitment to yourself to not think about a van that's going to cost you a lot of money to fix? It did cost a lot of money. And that's just, how did you keep that from robbing you of an experience with your kids or with your family? I don't think we do this enough as men, um, but we, we have to stop and it's almost take inventory or, or ref- reflect and, and, and identify the things that will take us out. Um, and so whether it was that instance with the van, um, I, I like to think about, hey, what are the things that are going to distract my heart mm-hmm. or what are the things that are going to distract my mind? And I will actually write them down mm-hmm. or mentally make a list and some of those things are easy to say i'm not going to think about that for three days it's going to be there it doesn't matter like i i have a choice now am i going to let that van ruin the next three days or not that is my choice um and nothing's going to change right right with the van it's going to be there um but there are some things that i i also think about not what's going to distract me but what's going to cause anxiety for me Mm. and then like drill down the why why mm-hmm. is that gonna mm-hmm. cause me to be anxious and honestly just take inventory and can i get to a point where i can tell myself i can put that on the shelf until i return and again that 
I, I think we're so busy preparing for trips mm-hmm. as far as like getting all the stuff ready, like the material stuff is, has the van been serviced, the oil changed, or yep. the, ti- like, the packing lists, yeah, all, the stuff. all the things we can put our hands on and touch. But I think one of the things we don't necessarily have on the prepared for the vacation list is my heart and my mind. And I think we should put those things on the list. Yeah. They should be a box that we check and we should go through something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, creating like creating an expectation for the experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting. I'm going on a, it's not a vacation, but I'm going on a trip here later this week. Yeah. And with some guys and, uh, you know, I've been thinking of this as a way of like, hey, I made a decision. I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going on this trip. I'm not going to do this thing with these guys. Yeah. Check. Boxes checked. Yeah. I'm done. Now all I got to do is pack, show up, and it's going to happen. And uh, we were on a call last night, and, and one of the guys was like thinking through, here, here are my intentions for this trip. Here, mm-hmm. This is my goal. This is my plan. This is my strategy. This is what I want to try to accomplish as we go. And it was like this moment of like, I'm just showing up, you know, <laughs> like yeah. what's got open handed, what's going to happen. And I think there's something to that. Like even thinking about like our vacations, like a looseness with mm-hmm. those expectations, what can yes. happen? What, what's, where's the magic in this experience? What, you know, what can we experience the, almost the whimsical, like sp- spontaneous, Hey, how do we enjoy a thunderstorm when yeah. the, or how do we do it? Make the most of a, of a memory and experience when a thunderstorm destroys the hiking experience or the whatever. Um, yeah, we had a few of those growing up, but like, you know, but the re- reverse is true too. It, it, I I frequently will find myself like, especially on these trips, um, you know, if if I don't have a good expectation for what I want to try to like. Um, get out of this, then therefore I'm, I'm not investing into it the way that I, I really want it, like the yeah. way that I really want to. Um, and instead I'm just showing up and, and therefore like just leaving, leaving it to chance. Yeah. Am I, or my family, are we going to really enjoy or make the most of this investment into our family? You yeah. know? And so that, that is a big takeaway for me this time of like, okay, you know, and we did this, this, this trip, we did, you know, put some boxes in place to check mm. intentionally. Like, here's how we want to invest. Like, here's a day that Jess and I can invest in each other and go do something together, make a memory, yeah. create an experience. Here's a day for for the kids. Um, you know, uh, and and then the rest of it, you get to fill in the gaps with whatever happens. Yeah. Right. So, and I think there's there's it's helpful to almost have two layers of 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 goals or plans, meaning as you were talking about you and Jessica, like you're going to go invest in each other. That's high level. This is what we want to accomplish. And then you might have some <coughs> secondary goals that say, we're going to do this by, I'm going to take her out to a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to invest in each other. Well, things can sometimes go wrong. Maybe your reservation fell through. Maybe one of your kids gets sick and you can't. So it's like, okay, I, I don't get the check that I'm going to take her out to dinner. Right. But yet you can still check the, what does it look like? to invest in one another. And maybe that means we're on the couch laughing together while our kid is upstairs in the bed recovering from being sick. Like there's, there's ways we, so like prepare for the unexpected and have uh, recognize that it's going to be okay if some of those secondary plans fall through, but yet you can still 
make time or intentionally work towards checking some of those high level boxes that are far more important. Yeah. Accomplishing or fulfilling the expectation of this was the point is what we're trying to accomplish together. Yeah. Uh, Have you, have you experienced any um, dad fails on vacations that you can think of? I know. I don't think I prepared you for this. I'm sure I have, you know, I've already shared, I think on the podcast, like the time I, uh, Lo- you know, Maggie locked herself in the RV. Oh like yeah. That story. Yeah. That was a good one. That was, you know, 30 minutes into preparing for the vacation. Yeah. Right? Um, so let's just like s- set on that for a second. Yeah. So it, I mean, it, it totally disrupted your plan. Like, and there's a moment of, I'm sure fear and like, what are we going to do? And this could go South. How do we get in? So okay. how did you go from, this thing just happened to how can I be present and enjoy once we get her out of the van to, to where it doesn't hijack the entire day? Um, how did I transition that? You know, honestly, we laughed. Like, we just laughed about it. Yeah. Like, can you believe that this just happened? Yeah. You know? Um, why, why is it so hard for us to do sometimes? To laugh at ourselves? Yeah, because it sounds so simple, yeah. right? It, it's like, because you're right. I think... When things go wrong, one of the best ways that we can transition is to laugh about it. Totally. But how, why, do, why is it so hard for us to do at times? I don't know if I have the answer. Well, I, you know, f- for me, it, here's what we laughed at. Jess came home. Yeah. Right. So Maggie's locked in the camper. She's not scared yet, but she's like definitely aggravated. She can't open this door yeah. and we're trying to communicate through a window and all those things. And, um, Jess comes home and like the, the, what, what was funny, what we turned into like the joke was like, Hey, don't freak out. But yeah, your kid, <laughs> your firstborn is locked in the camper. The one you trusted me with here. Um, what is every Meanwhile, the, the, the other kid is like running around crazy in the yard, you know, like it just was a, a bit of a chaotic situation. And, um, you know, Jess normally in those situations, like she's a little more high energy and I'm a little more like, let's just think this through yeah. and make a plan. And, um, you know, we balance each other in those ways. You know, she moves maybe too fast yeah. in, in, with no direction and I move too slow, way too slow. Yeah. Um, with what I think is a great direction or a good plan. Um, so that's what we laughed about. Like we yeah. laughed about our dynamic. We laughed about like how we both reacted and responded to this situation that could have been pretty terrifying, you know? Yeah. Which uh, is, I just love listening to you talk about how, cause in marriage, our differences can really be the source of a lot of our conflict with our spouses, right? Like, oh, hey, yeah. I oh, yeah. think this way, this oh, is how yeah. the world should operate. And our, when our spouses see the world very differently and operate in a very different way, it can jack us up. But yet I love how you kind of described the way that you and your wife are wired so differently, but yet you did it in a way that communicated these are, we complement one another. We make each other better. And that's what kind of allowed you to laugh about it is you go into it with that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good because uh, there's been years where a lot of our marriage where we don't necessarily <laughs> laugh about it. Yeah. Instead, we dig sure. in our heels and be like, you're you wrong. are crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, you yeah. know, so that's taken a lot of, you know, it's been 13 years of figuring that out. But uh, 
<laughs> probably more stories in another podcast episode or two. Sure. But you know, like yeah, that it is. It is funny to see like the the memories that we create or the failures that we you know have as dads. Most of the time are like these just little minor things, but yeah. it's the, uh, you know, it's the transmission or it's the locked camper or whatever. And, um, but you know, most of my, most of the humor comes from like just the little personality things yeah, like, and the yeah, unexpected and the, and the unexpected. Yep. Yeah. The unexpected is fun. Um, you know, like on this last one, we found ourselves like, um, Jess and I were, we're planning for this trip and I don't know if you've noticed this, but like there's a couple of different weather apps people can use on their iPhones. And like I use the weather channel one and she uses the Apple weather and they are different. <laughs> like not, not just physically different yeah. apps, but like the forecasts are different. And so we're preparing for this trip and the forecasts were significantly different for where we were going in Colorado. Mine was saying like highs in the sixties. Hers was saying highs in the fifties, lows in the third, like a big swing for us yeah. in preparing like our children, what to wear. Yeah. Adjust trip. packing. Yeah. <laughs> so we get up there and she's like, I trusted you to like, oh, like you I said it was going to be warmer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trusting an app. I don't know. You know, it, your app said this, mine said this. I just went with what our experience has been. And uh, so we found ourselves like the night before in Amarillo, like we're going to Kohl's to buy our kids, like a couple more pairs of jeans so that they don't, freeze you know um and it was all fine and, and fun yeah. but yeah. like that's an experience that we're going to remember like you know we're walking through the store that's like vacant and our kids are just running crazy looking at toys while we're shopping for jeans on vacation yeah. right you yeah. know um yeah. and so it's like just silly things that yeah <coughs> those are the things that you know we'll remember for a while um it's good it's yeah. good yeah but the uh, you know I want to go back to the, like the distraction piece because, mm -hmm. you know, you, obviously you talked through like <clears throat> making some mental notes or even physical lists of like, mm -hmm. here are the things that are going to rob me. Yeah. These are the things that I, I need to, there's a time and a place for them, but this is not it. So I'm going to make a spot for them. Yep. Check it off, leave it. Um, you know, is there, is there a place for like, do you think that the, the destroying distractions and the intentional preparation and expectations. Like I think those things complement each other. Like, and I, and I'm thinking that way because I think that I am learning this. I've, I learned this lesson. Like if I don't, it's hard to do one without the other, like, because you just create voids space. Yeah. So we do need to be, present we need to be yeah. active and trying to like pursue or to live with intention or to create with intention and i'm either going to fill my time and energy capacity with those distractions or what i'm actually here to try to accomplish and so i noticed for me like in my when i when i wasn't operating with intention on this trip yeah. Then I was hit with distractions yeah. and then I was robbed of time, you know, or opportunity to create experiences or memories or, you know, or even just, just be present, yeah. you know, with, with the family. Yeah. And so, um, I think those two things are really more connected than I realized, you know, going into this thing. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but I think 
Well, the, the two yeah. things, I, I think that's why the, those high-level wins, not like, hey, we're going to go to Disneyland and we're going to make sure we have time to go ride the Avatar ride. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, hey, we're going to laugh together as a family. If that's the intention, and for some reason maybe the ride's broken down, like I'm not going to get caught up in that. How can we laugh together as a family? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so make sure that those, those high-level wins... Um, are things that can be accomplished even when plans go south. Um, the other thing, um, and I think it was the great Ted Lasso that, that said this, mm. is be a goldfish. Because yep. um, things will, like, it's not like if things will go wrong on a vacation or through a summer hall, uh, break, it's things will go wrong. Yeah. Um, we went on a, another road trip because we can never afford eight plane tickets to go anywhere. Um, and we went to the Smoky Mountains. Beautiful. Cool. It's gorgeous. Never been. Uh, you should put it on the list. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we stayed in an Airbnb. And this Airbnb was like at the top of a mountain. It was cool, beautiful. I mean, top of a mountain. Views were endless. And it was in a gated community. The challenge was it was about an hour away from all the touristy things. So it was a long drive every day. But the drives were gorgeous because you're driving through the mountains. It's yeah. scenic. We got to see some little cool towns that weren't touristy. Yeah. Um, but there was one day we had checked all the boxes that day and we were driving back to the Airbnb and it was really late. And, um, I just wanted to get back to the Airbnb. And so we're, we're getting to the road to this, this gated community and someone else had gone in front of us. And so the gate was open. (laughs) And so I'm like, I can make it. (laughs) And what does my wife say? No, you can't. Which, what does that do to a husband? Watch. Watch this. So I hit the accelerator. And the other thing to point out is my brother-in-law's with me. My mother-in-law's with me. The van is filled with all of our kids. And I'm like, no, I'm going to make it. And my wife's like, no, you're not. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, I am. And so I'm accelerating, not realizing, like, I'm driving a bus. And there is no acceleration in this thing. But it's fully loaded with stuff. It is what it is. It is. And I'm watching the gate close. And this is one of those big, heavy-duty metal gates closes on each side. And I'm like, at that point, I was too committed because I'm going too fast. <laughs> and I'm like, am I going to make it? Am I not going to make it? And all I can remember is hearing the gate hit the side mirror, ripped it right off, and the gate just bouncing off our van <laughs> as I plow as right you through. Go through. And there's this moment of like, I'm like, I first thought was, I'm an idiot. I'm yeah. stupid. Yeah. And there's the, like the shame and the condemnation that I was experiencing. Right. And, and I, at that, that moment was a moment where I get to decide, it, am I going to let this trip ruin me or this experience ruin the rest of the trip? Cause it could, mm. I could be pissed off at myself, buried in shame and condemnation. And I, and honestly, and this may seem simple. It may seem silly. It may seem stupid, but I had to tell myself I'm not an idiot. I'm not stupid. I just did something stupid and I should have listened to my wife and Mm -hmm. that pride got in my way. And, you know, I had to take a second and, you know, apologize. I should have listened to you, told the kids, Hey, this is one of those dad moments that I just, I I got it wrong. Cause I think our kids learn more from us in those moments of seeing us fail, fail. And I failed. And the best part was, so it was the passenger side mirror that got ripped off. So the entire ride home from, the Carolinas or if, yeah. Cause we were actually in North Carolina at that point home. I always had to ask my wife, is there a car in my <laughs> blood? So like I had to be reminded continuously of my failure as a dad, yep. but my wife handled it so well. And she was just patient, forgiving. 
so the the fun part was when we got home, I got on eBay, found a generic side mirror, and I was like, ah, I am I am not mechanically gifted in any way. I hate doing these things. I'm like, okay, I gotta replace this side mirror. And my wife actually, even though I bought it, my wife when I was at work, she got she took it to the, to a place and had it installed gotcha. for me. Yeah. And there was there's no condemnation from her. I mean, she knew I made a, a <laughs> I made a stupid decision, but wow, we can laugh about it today. But that could have ruined the rest of our trip. Yeah. I still hear it in my head. I can, the I, gate? I can feel, oh yeah, I feel my shame and condemnation and I can feel that gate bouncing off the van and seeing that side mirror go flying off <laughs> and thinking, what do my kids think? <clears throat> yeah. That's a cool story though. I think it's, Maybe a, I think it's a good story. I can envision all of it. <laughs> I'm going to make it. Yeah, I'm going to, oh, it was, and, and my wife like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about the, like, you know, what if I can't, you know, we talked a little bit about this, but like, you know, this is a whole podcast for dads who try. And yeah. I think about that a lot. Like, you know, there's a, there's an element of, of, of trying. So like, what does it look like to try in a season of like summer vacation? Um, you talked, we talked a little bit about it, but like, um, you know, we all have different expectations for what that sure. can be and, or, or, you know, resources for, for whatever that is. Um, it's just, it is, I think it's, it's interesting to like, to gauge or to check my expectations for what trying looks like, sure. you know? And, and I think even in this moment that we've shared or these moments, like one of the, one of my takeaways today is actually like, you know, when you asked me like think about your childhood of that trip what do yeah. you remember and it wasn't disney world yeah we did that it's wiffle ball. i don't remember anything about disney world i remember wiffle ball ice cream playing yeah. in the river the waterfall whatever and so like yeah what what kind of encouragement do you have for for the dads out there who who want to try yeah but maybe you're getting stuck in the i can't afford it or i don't have the creativity for it or yeah. um you know, I don't have a big family. It's just me and my kid, you know, yeah. whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, before I answer that question, I don't think I finished the goldfish thought because I said be a goldfish and that mm -hmm. might not make sense to some of the guys. And it was Ted Lasso that talked about how when the player made a, a bad mistake on the soccer pitch, Ted Lasso encouraged him to be a goldfish and a goldfish has like the shortest memory span of any creature. Yeah. And it's like when I hit the gate, sure, I process what I was feeling. Yeah. Reminding myself that I'm not stupid, <clears throat> but then I had to be a goldfish and forget about it. So yeah. I could go on and enjoy, be present. And still enjoy the rest of the trip. And I think that's, as dads, as we think about expectations when it comes to summer and trying to create great memories for our families, our wives, and our children, there is nothing that can have, there's nothing more impactful than our presence. I, we talk about presence mm -hmm. all the time, but no matter what you're doing, because I think part of what made Wiffle Ball so enjoyable and going to get ice cream wasn't necessarily how well you played wiffle ball or how good the ice cream tasted. It was, it was the people you got mm -hmm. to do it with and the laughter on the wiffle ball field and the, 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 the ride or the adventure to the ice cream with people you loved. And so when it comes to thinking about how do we create great experiences and memories for our children and our wives throughout the summer, start with presence whatever you're doing, whether you have the money to go to Disney world or not, um, 
make sure you're present with your children and try to laugh together. I mean, there's, uh, there's study after study that's come out that has talked about the impact of laughter, especially when it comes to our kids. And the other thing is like, when, when you think about the word play, what do you think of? What comes to mind, your mind, when I say, hey, Kyle, what do you think of when I think of play, when, when you hear the word play? I think of, like, well, a couple things, but silly games, yeah. just having fun, but thinking you, less of myself. Yeah, and a lot of times people don't necessarily think of, they think of kids. Right. Play comes naturally to children, right? Like, I right. could go home and ask my son, hey, what, my nine-year-old boy, Lander, what did you do all day? Right. And he played. Did he have to work at playing? Try hard to play? Think about playing? No. No, it comes naturally to him. What does not come naturally to us as adults and parents and dads? Playing. Play. Yep. We need to play. Yep. And we need to play with our children. And there, there will be fewer things that our children remember more than the moments that we play with our kids. And it's not just the activity again. It's like, it's not, I can play wiffle ball. I play wiffle ball with my teenagers and never in my life have these things hurt more than they do now. I played wiffle ball with my teenage Mm -hmm. boys last week and I think I sprained my ankle. Mm -hmm. I hurt my knee. I swear I sprained my finger. I walked away like I was hobbling back to the house. But there was so much joy in us laughing together because dad's terrible at wiffle ball now because everything hurts when I swing the bat and my boys were making fun of me a little bit. And again, I could like get caught up at frustrated and angry. Like, why am I not doing this well? And we could check the wiffle ball box and it may not have gone well or it may have gone well. And I think the one factor that decides is our presence and our perspective and how we decide to respond to the things that don't go well. Yeah. Well, and I think for, for the dads that try, like, in order to play well or in order to listen to what you're saying, we have to, I mean, it's all wrapped up in this whole thing that we're trying to accomplish, the upshot. It's all wrapped up in, like, what, it, what do we want our upshot to be? Yeah. What's, yeah what are we good. trying to, who are we trying to be? What are we trying to do? Yeah. And um, in order for me to recognize the value of playing with my kids, then I have to recognize that, like, I have to set productivity aside. I yeah. have to set... Uh, maybe like my, my, my personal growth or financial growth or what, you know, we have to set aside all these other things that we are told nonstop every day that we have to worry about, consume ourselves with, like invest in, spend time with, and instead choose. Yeah. To choose play. to play, choose to play. And I think choose we ha- to have fun and adjust our perspectives a little bit. Cause sometimes I think we as dads make the decision. I'm going to play with my children for their sake. I think we need to recognize that mm. that we've been designed. God's designed us to play for our benefit. Yeah, like it it it's, it stimulates creativity. Yeah, um, it, it's one of the best ways to reduce stress and and pressure and anxiety, and it is really good for our mental health. Like playing, yeah, is good for us. Just like sleep is good for us. Just like eating is good for us. Just like exercise is good for us. So yeah. I want to encourage dads as they think about oh playing with my child. I'm going to do this for their sake. Yes, that's do it for their sake, but recognize that right. you can also play for your sake. Yeah. And it's important for you. Yeah. And your well being. Yeah. That's pretty cool. One of the I think um you know, we probably I don't know how long we've been going, probably should wrap, but like one of the highlights from this trip for me was um there was a couple. Uh, and I think it fits the play, checks the play box. But um like one of them was like I got to go with my dad just the two of us mm. take a day hike 
hike up to a, a mountain little lake, a tiny little lake up in the mount, up on the mountainside. And, um, nobody else wanted to do it cause it involved like a mile, a mile of hiking, yeah. just one mile there yeah. and back, you know, and like nobody was like, I don't want to do that. And like, yeah, let's go for it. And we had a blast that day. We caught great fish, but it was like the most fun I've had fishing mm. that I can remember in, I don't know, since I don't, maybe the highlight of fishing in my Ever. life. Yeah. 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 Just this one day on the mountainside with my dad. With your dad. Um, it was a blast. Like he was playing, he was having a blast. Now, when yeah. we were catching fish, that helps like when you're, when you're winning, yes, yeah. <laughs> you're succeeding, Yeah, you know, versus the day when you're not. Um, but like he, he I, I've never heard him like he was screaming and hollering and hooping and like jumping and he's soaking wet because he's like out in the middle of this lake having he doesn't care he's like yeah. throwing all of that uh, you know away and the two of us are just having a blast you know mm -hmm. inside of a mountain so that that was one fun day of playing for us and then the other one was actually another fishing trip but it was with my, our daughter our kids mm -hmm. and uh there's like 15 of us out here on another little mountain lake and everybody's catching fish except for me and Maggie, my oldest, the four-year-old. Yeah. And she has all week been practicing like casting her little Moana fishing rod out into this lake and, or, in, you know, we're practicing at home, mm -hmm. like in the field, she's practicing, can't quite figure it out, but she doesn't want help. She doesn't want coaching yet. And she's just going to power her way through it. But she figured it out and, and she, for an hour and a half, she is throwing this worm out there into the into the lake on her own. Doesn't yeah. want help. And oh man, check my worm. You know, she's got all these little sayings she's doing. And uh, everybody's like already gone back to the car to eat yeah. lunch. And and um, she finally she's like, Dad, I want to sit with you. And and we're sitting there. And I, I'm like so proud of her for mm. just trying. And I and I would have given her a pass half an hour like into this thing of like, hey you did a good job. Like, let's go back. But she, she stuck with it and mm. she caught, she was like, I want to catch a rainbow fish and hour and a half in, she catches a rainbow fish. She's the last one to catch a fish. She's so excited, pulls this thing in. We take a picture and she's like, okay, time to go eat sandwich and Cheetos like yeah. off. And that's all she, she you know, so, but I was so, it was like a, such a fun moment for mm. us because, um, she was like, she was playing, but she was also, um, like, so she persevered Yeah. in, in, in a moment where it would have been like, I was feeling mad at everybody else for catching fish and not like, it's not their fault. We weren't catching fish, but like, I was, I was like getting mad yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. she's just like, oh man, and just keep trying. And, uh, so it was a really fun, like mm. two different styles of play for me. Uh, but just to like to have a moment with my dad and then to have a moment with my oldest daughter to, mm. to, to, to see her accomplish something That's that good. she really was working hard to do and saw everybody else doing and wanted to do too. And, and she did it, you yeah. know? And so, um, yeah, we had a lot of fun, you know, uh, lots of other little memories and, and moments with, with Jess and with Lucy too. But, um, those and were and two of the highlights. And again, those things didn't cost a lot of money. No, it wasn't Disneyland wasn't a Caribbean cruise. Nope. Those moments are so Dirt powerful. Yeah. 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 And you know, I, one thing that I've, I wish I did better. And I, if I was to go back and be a father of toddlers again, one thing I, I, I would challenge myself to do more of is journaling those moments. Hmm. 
because we talk about how terrible my memory is. Like, like there, what I love is there's this, this journal that has, um, it has on each page, there's five sections and each section only has about five lines and it's like five lines for each year. It's a five year journal, but it recognizes that opening a blank page can be very intimidating. And yeah. if you have this expectation, I got to write a lot of things Well, they've segmented it. So it's like, can you just dot, jot down a few key points from today? And then this journal is a five-year journal. So when you open a page, you have like five years of small moments that you've captured for that day over the past five years. So that's like, you know, January 1st. Correct. 2020, 2021, huh. 2022, So have you kept up with it? No, no. Well, this is the challenge. It's like, these are the things that if you get legalistic about them, yep. you'll fail. I have to be okay that when I open this journal, there's gaps. Right. And there's, there's, there's months that I've, put the journal down, never picked it back up, right. but I go back to it and I write down key moments. And even preparing for this podcast, I went back and I was opening this five-year journal it. and there were memories and moments that at the time were, 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 were great, but they were little. But today yeah. they're so powerful thinking about the things that Lander had said to me that I wanted to capture, the things that Kaylee yeah. or my older boys had said that I don't remember, but yet I've, I just took 30 yeah. seconds to jot down just a few sentences. And so I would encourage men yeah. to consider, I think it's called like a five-year journal. Um, you, can, you can Google it and find it. Um, and then yeah. the other thing is this, this quote I try to remind myself all the time, especially as we enter into summer. Um, the, the days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. And, and just like, yeah, when you get home from work, it may have been a really long day. And you know, the moment you open that door, your son or your daughter is going to run up to you and say, daddy, can we, and you dread uh-huh. what they're going to say next. Cause it's going to be work. You've got to try to play. Play doesn't sound like fun. Yeah. And at that moment, I have to remind myself that the days are long, but their years are really short. Yeah. And that little two-year-old girl is going to be 22 tomorrow. Yep. And uh, can we can we go out and play with her or with him with that kind of perspective? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> that's a good one. I think that's a good place to end. But do you have a, a something you learned or a, what's what's what is something you're taking away from our um, conversation today? I can't remember if I've said this one before. <laughs> never start a conversation with your wife that says don't freak out but because uh-huh. our wives are only going to do one thing when we start conversations with that is what they're going to freak out so i've i've learned from kyle to not start conversations with my wife that go yeah. something like don't freak out but yep it's my one takeaway <laughs> i learned a lot from you kyle well mine is like um Watch out for the gates. It's the gates closing. <laughs> <laughs> Just pump the brakes. Yeah, and if your wife says you're not going to make it, trust her opinion. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of times that she's uh, smarter than we are. Yeah. More often than not, probably. <laughs> More often than not. You're not going to make it. Yes, I am. Cool. Kyle, thank you for your time. It's been good. Yeah. Yep. Dads, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Upshot. Um, wherever you are, Kyle and I hope you got something out of it. Know that you're not alone in this journey called fatherhood. And we want to encourage you to hit that like button, subscribe button, or whatever button is in front of you with the technology you're using. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on The Upshot. Words of wisdom. We do nighttime gummies. (laughs) (laughs) Melatonin. (laughs) The happy gummies. Yeah. Uh, We just lost 10 subscribers. (laughs)